This week on the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday show, Bonnie McFarlane doesn't do farm girl comedy, and the Thursday show, scary movies, cliff diving, and what's in Allison's box. Now on with the show. You got to pick up every stitch. You got to pick up every stitch. Do rabbits running in the Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Hoffa Lucha. <laughs> I love it. Thanks to Jen. Little Rafi, how the fuck are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing, Lisa? <laughs> Nothing new in your life? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Nothing I really care to discuss no one no one on, okay. no one on this show cares about what we do right we, they just care about um, allison stuff yeah that's true okay then i'll tell you how i'm doing because it's related to allison i got to see allison last weekend and that was really awesome i went to the go fact your pod show in la and met up with maggie Pooh and dr jen and ray morgan and we got to watch them record well, we got to see it live, a live tape. Well, they didn't record it. We got to see them live do the show, and that was really, really fun. You know, it's always exciting to see Allison anyway, and of course to see Jordan Morris is cool too. But the show is probably not something I would actually probably listen to again. But the and when it comes out, you'll un- well, I can tell you off air. I don't want to like spoil it much, like Allison didn't want to, but. Like what happened during it for her, it was such a magical moment that it was such a cool, it's one of those things, you know, Allison says, oh, or Daniel says, don't go out. Nothing's going to change your life. Nothing's going to be worth it. And seeing Allison alone was worth it. But seeing this uh, moment and experiencing that was really, really cool. And also getting to, I didn't know if we were going to get to talk to her afterwards. And we did. And I got to talk to Jordan and Allison for a minute. And that was really special. So... Ah, geez, we can't talk about it, but we mentioned it on the last show that you were going to do some uh, digging. Yeah, I. you know what's so funny? I was going to ask Jordan directly some, some digging work. And in retrospect, I'm glad, in hindsight, in re- yeah, whatever. I'm glad that I'd forgotten to ask him because when I went up to him, I had something that I wanted him to sign. I got a Jordan Garbage Pail Kid card (laughs) and I brought it for him to sign. So that was cool. And I got a picture taken with him. And then he walked away and Ray's like, were you going to ask him a question? (laughs) Like, oh, dang it. But he kind of had to like, he was kind of in and out quick. (laughs) Uh, He said, oh, I got to go off to another podcast. Oh, that's the life or whatever. I don't know. He didn't seem like he really wanted to talk, (laughs) to be honest. And then anyways, I forgot to ask. And so I'll just let people's info be their info, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I was wondering why Jordan looked so unamused to be taking a picture with you. Do you think it's because... (laughs) He has finally recognized that you will never be his. I definitely think you have one of the cooler audiences in podcasting. That's probably what it is. I'm sure he's been pining for so long. 
to be honest, there there were two tries at a photo originally, and apparently he's got go-to faces because as soon as my phone went up to take a picture, he posed like in like a funny like he was pointing at me, and then he did like a and then the phone went up again, and he did like another pose, and it didn't work. So uh, the third one was the one where he just looked I don't know he did look kind of scared or indifferent to the situation. He did not put his arm around me. I'll tell you that. I did notice that he seems to be kind of far from you. Uh, I assumed his facial expression was a reflection on his mood because every moment in your presence that is, <laughs> oh, is an exercise in torture because he can't have you. Not, not because you are a torture to be around. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was, Rafi. <laughs> You know, yeah, he couldn't get out of there quick enough. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm writing uh, my own little fanfic. Uh, it stars you, <laughs> of course, Colonel Jeff, uh, Jordan Morris. It's a torrid love triangle. Just everyone, just uh, subscribe to my newsletter so you can know when it's being released. I'd like to read this. It would give some spice to my otherwise pretty lackluster life. <laughs> There's also, it could put to the Vons the Vons box. <laughs> <laughs> That's more realistic. <laughs> the Vans box to use, which I had to say, the Vans boxes. I feel like I have mentioned this before, but I have consolidated my collection, and I no longer need a, a whole box. Ah, good. <laughs> I'm sure some of our listeners uh, will. <laughs> Be happy to know that information. <laughs> shout out to you, Toby. Okay, so <laughs> do you want to do shout outs? Yes, I do. Uh, shout out to Lauren Kelly, who uh, is encouraging me to drink my Beechwood Citraholic IPA. Why, yes, it is 1141 in the morning, and I have been up for quite a while. Hold on one second. Little beer on the computer never hurt anybody. <laughs> Little beer in your body never hurt anybody either. Uh, shout out to Dr. Jen for that, uh, AKA that came up in our private text massage. And, uh, fuck, I can't remember who else. Oh, everyone who went to the live, uh, go fact yourself. So that was Megan. Oh yeah. And Megan and Jen were like sending me texts, pictures, mostly Jen, but, uh, yeah, Megan, Jen, you, of course, Ray. Am I missing someone? No. Perfect. So all of these people and no one else. <laughs> wow. Considering that is your last Beechwood beer that you have in your possession, I guess that means you're going to have to come out here and move. <laughs> also, I checked on the map. I think it is the east side of Long Beach. Oh, my fucking God. I want desperately to go back to California so I can restock uh, my supply. I bought four, four because they come in four packs. They're uh, big 16-ounce cans. And I bought four four packs at one liquor store that had them. And I should have bought their other three. Foolish me. Um, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. You, you can't fool me. Move to California. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> they have some new one coming out. A strawberry chaos something. It's some sour beers. So. I've actually had that. Uh, remember the event I was texting you about the Packers bar or whatever? Oh, yes. They were 
at this event for the Great American Beer Festival, and that was one of the beers we had. It's very good if you're into that. Oh. But no, Citraholic is it for me. Amalgamator is cool, too, but I'll take me some Citraholic. <laughs> if anyone in California would like to send me a box, that's 10297 East Telluride Court. I probably shouldn't say that. Ah, we can trust our listeners. They send nice stuff. I get lots of good stuff in the mail. All right, then let me finish that address. Uh, <laughs> Commerce City, Colorado, 822. Yeah, I live in fucking Commerce City now, and I hate it. What of it? Any Qdoba gift certificates, send th- his way. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> in and out gift cards. <laughs> oh, please send me in and out gift cards so I can buy Lisa all of the in and out oh, no. T-shirts that she can wear. <laughs> By the way, I do love In-N-Out. And after that episode, I was like, I need to get me some In-N-Out. In fact, I want some now. And I'm not talking about my Vans box. More like my Vans box. (laughs) Okay. My shout outs are to Brittany. I love you. I miss you. And the rest of my shout outs are similar to yours. Uh, Maggie Poo, Dr. Jen, Ray Morgan, Allison Rosen, and Jordan Morris. All for the experience that I had on last Sunday night. It was so much fun. And... Uh, Megan stayed later and she and I got to just sit and eat and we hung out at the brewery. We didn't stay for the second show. We were going to and then we thought, eh, let's just go sit and chat. That brewery is actually really cool. I like that it's nice and it's huge. And uh, it was a little loud because I'm fucking old, but they had some good beer on tap and I had great conversation with Superfan Megan. It was just uh, a really nice evening. Also, shout out to Jane Phelps and Teal on Twitter. Always liking the show and talk, you know, uh, t- retweeting it or tweeting that they, well, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. They support the show. How about that? Also, Jen Stark and Tim Ortez. They always listen every week as well. Also, my apologies to Dr. Jen. I'm going to uh, say doctor now so you can edit it before those other Jens. Doctor. I'll just leave that. I'll just put that throughout the episode. Also, I told Allison that Jen was a doctor, and so that came up. <laughs> I had to make sure she knew. Yeah, I was gonna say we need to uh, we need to get her to change her Twitter handle to just Doctor Jen. Yeah. Just Doctor Jen. That is what it should be. <laughs> exactly. Or Doctor Just Jennifer. I another moment from the night, which I'm sure people would love to hear, is you know the sweater that Allison wears with the elbows missing. She was wearing that and she was talking to somebody. I came over to say hi to Jordan and she kind of turned to say hi, but I said, Oh, I don't want to interrupt you. And I put my hand on her shoulder and I was like, Holy crap. That thing is soft. (laughs) That sweater is very soft. So when you see her in pictures, you'll now know she has very, she's very soft material. You felt her material. (laughs) I did. I did. I think a second time later when I told everyone else, Hey, her sweater is very soft. (laughs) I become a real fucking moron around her. Uh, I hope you're not just around her. <laughs> I hope you're not trying to get employed, and she's the one doing your interview. <laughs> yes, I did fill her material. Let's see, shall we talk about Monday? Let's do it. All right, Bonnie McFarlane or McFarlane, however you'd like to pronounce it, is a comedian growing up in rural Canada. That whole, I, if you told me that 
someone in rural rural Canada, the way she grew up, her trajectory would not be comedian living in the United States. That seems kind of weird. They were so kind of closed off to the world, especially the entertainment world. So I think that's kind of interesting that she went that route. But obviously, she she uh, what's the word? I don't fucking know. Anyhow, what do you think about that? Uh, I forgot. She was from Canada. She seems like a perfectly normal person. <laughs> exactly. A perfectly norm- normal person that didn't have running water growing up and had a toilet can. <laughs> have you seen these things? I know people get them when they go camping, but... I have seen the bucket that you attach to the trailer hitch. Fortunately, I don't do any of that outdoor activity stuff. So I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. All right, you like the snow and staying indoors. Exactly, where I can be warm and drink and not have to deal with pooping into a bucket. Yeah, that does sound pretty shitty. And no TV? Oh, hell no. Can you imagine? Like, I was raised on TV. I mean, TV raised me. (laughs) I can imagine. I rarely watch TV, as I mention constantly, to remind people that I think I'm better than them. True. I, I should I should say no screens because I know your eyes are glued to YouTube and whatever kind of grocery eating <laughs> items you can watch. <laughs> uh, I do uh, watch the occasional YouTube. And speaking of watching things, I have Amazon Prime because I keep forgetting to cancel it. And I was like, you know what? Her documentary, Women Aren't Funny, is on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it. And I finished watching it today because I... Uh, I'm a slacker, but I will say that it is not the best Funny. documentary. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's There's plenty of big name comedians uh, in it, and she interviews many women. And I don't know, this seems like a fruitless effort to try to get an answer on if women are funny, because, I mean, obviously, comedy is subjective, They're... and misogynists right. will never agree that women are funny and speaking of misogynists she does interview adam carolla and it's so weird because i saw the outside of his building and i was like oh my god she's gonna talk to adam and i was like wow i haven't seen his face or heard his voice in so long and i was like "Ooh, maybe i'll see allison and no such luck ah i i know he says men are funnier is what his opinion was. So then people would turn it into, oh, you think women aren't funny? And he would say, no, I don't think that. I just think men are funnier. So, I, 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 whatever. I don't know. I I agree it is subjective because I feel like I, if there's a woman comedian, I feel like she has to work harder for me to find her funny. And I don't know why that is. Is it just something programmed into our brains? Like, I, I don't know what that is. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Lisa Lowry agrees that women are not funny. I, on the well, other hand, I disagree like... very, very strongly. All right, who are your favorite top three comedians? Are any of them women? I don't uh-huh. have a list of top three comedians. I will leave that pregnant pause in there. <laughs> I will come up with one right now. Number one, Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, uh, God. Really? Yes. I mean, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to say <laughs> number two, Bill Burr, and number three, Chelsea. Oh, woman in there just for fun. Chelsea fucking Peretti. Watch her special on Netflix, One of the Greats. It's fucking great, and it's silly, and she does a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff 
that like uh what the fuck is the term you know she she does like a lot of things that male comedians do to show you just how stupid they are so yeah go check it out it's it's fantastic Okay, I'll check it out. Because I do believe women are not... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You know, I have met men like that, especially when I I find myself funny because I make myself laugh. <laughs> Doesn't mean I am funny, but I, whenever I am in a group of people, I'm always making people laugh because I'm, you know, growing up like the fat kid. Like, you have to be the class clown or the... Not the class clown. You have to be the clown to, like, whatever. That's what I like to do. I enjoy making people laugh and there are certain men that will not find me funny and it frustrates the shit out of me (laughs) because, and also it always seems to be guys who are Corolla fans, which is interesting. There are two guys who are huge Corolla fans and like I'd be around them. They kind of just stare at me like they don't get me. I'm like, I feel like you're just not finding me funny because you don't want to. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you are very funny, Lisa. I was talking about this with someone about, you know, what is funny and what isn't. And uh, I have no fucking clue. (laughs) You're funny, though. (laughs) I disagree. See, that was funny. (laughs) Am I being funny? Is this funny? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I didn't have to put the clip in. Thank you for that. Well, I mean, speaking about all of this, the being what she kind of said, awashed in sexism, I think is how she phrased it, and still going for what you want to be, which uh, comedy is a male-dominated job. So it's just sort of, uh, you really have to even try harder, I feel like, to become something or to not quit i think because there's so much stacked against you but also she got a job faking it until she made it which i thought was kind of awesome like she just had that drive where i this is what i want and i'm gonna get it and that's it yes in the movie you get to see her doing stand-up a lot of it is opening for her husband who was uh mentioned uh, that she's married to a comedian named rich voss i do not know this guy nor his comedy uh, but in the movie, you get to see her doing comedy all over the place uh, with her husband, and it's kind of it's kind of a uh, cool to see them. They have a they have a daughter in the movie, and they well, I guess in real life also, but they uh, like they travel together and they get they do the same work. So it's like it seems cool. But then I don't understand how she stays married to this guy because he was fucking annoying. Oh god. But I will say that at one point she dr- gets like makeup or something done so she can look like a man, like she has a fake beard and a wig. And she goes on stage to do comedy as a man to see uh how the crowd will perceive her and if it changes. And I don't want to ruin it, but there's a very sweet moment afterwards with her and her husband. Oh, that's an interesting concept. Did she have to change her voice too? Or how did that, I mean, how do people not know that she was a woman? Yeah, I thought her voice sounded pretty much like a lady still. So I don't know, but she's like, hi, (laughs) hi, I'm a guy. (laughs) I'm a man. Check out my dick. (laughs) I am a man. Uh, I'm a man. (laughs) I forget the line. You know what I mean? I'm so glad that you made it worse. (laughs) Brittany gets it. (laughs) Speaking of that, her, she and her husband have a podcast, My Wife Hates Me, and they were talking about how they literally talk about everything, which to me, I feel like that is how you're going to get to the bottom of everything, but she said it probably makes their relationship worse, 
And I do wonder that. I mean, I feel like most relationships last because you don't talk about anything. And when you do, that's when you're like, ah, shit, (laughs) here we go. Now we need to like get to the bottom of it and then it's over. But (laughs) so I like this concept. I think it would be interesting to, I think there, I can't remember who was on Allison's show a long time ago. And they were talking about having some show where you go you deal with problems in relationships with anybody, with a friend or with whoever, and you really like hash it out on a show. And I wondered how that would have worked with some of my past relationships and if things would have been solved. Like, for instance, like my sister, instead of getting things so tangled up in the mess that it was to like really like we really tried to hash it out before, but there was no mediator. There was no whatever. And we just kind of like dug ourselves back into our holes and now we're not friends anymore. So I wonder if there was some sort of show where you could like really parse it out and like deal with things how it would how the world would work man communication am i right <laughs> oh my uh so lisa's solo show i'm sorry uh yes i agree there should be a show like that too bad there's not go to therapy then yeah yeah true but even so with therapy i i don't know i there's something about being in maybe it's just me and people that like to do podcasts whenever there's a microphone in front of me i'm just like blah like everything comes out and i like and i like i really truly enjoy it when i'm in therapy sometimes i'm too focused on why is she looking at my hands because i use my hands a lot when i'm talking and why you know then i start chit-chatting about her and her life and i'm like wait a second let's get back to me so it's you know it's a little maybe it's just my therapist but i do like her a lot i've thrown her under the bus enough times That's great. Now you just got to bring in your sister. <sighs> there was a show a long time ago. I I actually thought about doing that, but there was a show on like CBS or some, NBC. I don't know. It was, damn it. They had like life coaches and it was a house where you go with people you have issues with and they filmed it and you have to like deal with going through all of it on camera. And I really thought about doing that with my sister where you go live in a house and like go through all the bullshit. I just realized what you need, Lisa. Oh, God. Lobotomy? <laughs> a beer? You need Ayanla Van Zant. That's... She was on the show. your life. Okay. She was on that show that I'm talking about. And so she has that show now, right? It's... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. It's on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I don't know... Oh, that's why I don't watch it. I, and you know all about it. <laughs> I don't know if it's still on. I don't watch television. I definitely don't watch the Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, but I like Ion Levan Zant. Uh, every now and then I will slam my hand down and yell, Not on my watch! <laughs> I feel like just if she looked me in the eye the way she looks at people and just just started talking to me, I would break down. I think she is amazing. I agree. And I think I do need... Can she just move into my house and bring her, my sister? We can f- solve this problem. I'll re-edit all the shows where I talk about her anal love. I mean, I'll do it. Funky butt loving. <laughs> okay. One last thing I thought about from Monday is Allison mentioned... I don't know how they got on this topic. It might have been through JMOs. Uh, she said she had a friend that every guy likes and she just didn't see it. And I feel like we all, I have a friend like that. I think I've had more than one friend where I'm like, why? There is an, there is even a friend I have where some of my like guys have told me like, I don't see what every guy is falling all over for with this broad, but it happens. And I don't understand why. And I don't see 
like she seems very asexual to me so i don't really get like she doesn't look she looks like she would be complaining if she had to, do, to give a bj because i know that's what bonnie was saying like well guys like someone that has fuckable mouths which i i get but she does not she looks like she'd be like ugh, <laughs> the entire time so maybe she's like crazy in the sheets but do you have friends like this where you're like why are people falling all over this person <laughs> um hmm. <laughs> why did you laugh first of all because i'm thinking of someone okay and i mean i guess not like they were saying um but uh, i don't know i don't think dsls are gonna take you very far i there, it's got to be something else yeah well, what is it though I just don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I've had other friends too where I'm like, oh yeah, one of my best friends growing up, every guy was all about her and I was always chump change. And I was just like, well, she could suck a dick though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you know that. (laughs) Well, we've shared guys. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so uh, yeah. So the person you're thinking of, is it a male or female? A guy. Okay. You know what? I, okay. One of the same guys that I, that does not find me funny and I clearly can tell also has all of these like hot broads always all over him. And I don't get it. He's not very funny. He's not attractive. He's fine. He's a nice person, but I don't understand like what these hot broads love about him. Like I don't get it. He's not even like cool. Like uh, he's not like in a band or like builds cars. Like I've seen some of those guys where I'm like, oh, they're total tool tool bags, but they actually they have at least something cool that girls are going for. But this guy, nothing. Don't care if you're in a band. <laughs> That's uh, what I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't get it. I get it because girls are star fuckers, mm-hmm. and if a guy on stage is paying attention to you, it can be any fucking band. Girls are stupid. And I'm just not one of those girls. I, I, I don't fall for like the smoke and mirrors type of shit, you know? Yeah, you got to put in work with Lisa. Steal a car. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what else he's... I have to say, that was a giant red flag that I was not turned on by and really like mad at myself that I did. <laughs> no, you have to like... Even so, like having a crush on Jeff, let's say. I... It has nothing to do with him being on the Allison Rosen show, really. And I talked to Megan about why I feel like I am attracted to him. And I also told Trice, uh, shout out to you, Trice, why I think it is. And I think I even told you. Yeah, I think I did. And it just, I don't, it, it has nothing to do with him being on the show. I think that's even like less of a attractive to me because he might think that that's the reason why. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, if he and I start dating, I'm not doing the show anymore. I have to show my solidarity. Like, I can't. (laughs) You have to be impartial, and I respect that. Good. And so that's why you'll be taking over. And it'll be all Seinfeld and all rap references all the time. (laughs) Yeah, if if you ever stopped doing the show, this show would end. (laughs) No. I I would just have to, like, change my voice. (laughs) I was actually... Pretend. You can edit this out. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, people don't want to hear what I have to say. I shouldn't be on this show anymore. But then I was like, ah, but talking to Lisa every week and, you know, talking to the other Allison people that we know, I'm like, that's my favorite part of the week. 
See, same. And I feel like who the fuck would want to listen to this? In fact, you know, you and I are big fans of listening to Doughboy. Thanks to you, I listen to it religiously. And I'm still not caught up, but I listen to it every single day. And I had told you that there was a fan podcast for the Doughboys. And it, my initial reaction was like, how sad. And I'm like, wait a second. And then, and then I never listened. And then the other day, I'm like, I'm going to subscribe and listen to one episode, which I did not do because I am uh, lazy. And I still had that same like feeling of like, God, I wonder if the Doughboys were like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like you're right on our coattails and this is like such bullshit. And I feel like originally I did feel that way with this show when it first started, but I wanted to do a podcast so bad because I thought it would be fun. And it it turned out to be very fun. But then the outcome was like meeting all of these other Allison fans and people that do support this show, not necessarily like, oh, we want all the the ratings and all the whatever. It's not about that. It's like the more people that listen, the more people we get to know. And it makes this group of what I consider friends now, what used to be just Twitter friends, now are actual friends in real life to be a really cool experience. So I still think the faux boys is lame. (laughs) (laughs) But I should give it a listen. Hmm. I mean, I'm done with cocaine and rhinestone season one. Uh, Season two has no date yet to, to be released. So... I don't know. I have an empty space. Uh, might be filled with some faux boys. Give it a shot. I'm going to listen. They still had a couple that came out this year. So they're still, I guess, doing it. It's There's not a lot of episodes. It's just a few. But anyway. All right. Enough talk about a, another fan cast. <laughs> Anything else for Monday? Nothing. All right. So our next book club, we're going to do Sweet Valley High number 40 on the edge. We have... Lauren Kelly joining us and a tentative Ray Morgan. But I feel like if you tweet it, I guess I'll do it. Then I guess you are doing it. So that looks like our lineup. I have books for you and for Ray and for Lauren. Uh, That's the amount of books I have. But if anybody else wants to join us, uh, Dr. Jen, please don't be shy because I really enjoyed you being on the last one. Be on everyone. So if anybody else wants to join us, we don't have a date. I don't know when we're going to read it or do the show, but let us know because uh, it's fun. Uh, And if someone wants my book, like they want to take part, but you know, they want the book for free because who wants to pay for this dumb book? I'll be happy to buy my own. So there's one available to someone out there. Okay. Um, On eBay, you can get them for $3.87 free shipping. Uh, That's how I got mine. I actually had deals where I found multiple from same sellers so I could get two and buy, get one free or whatever. So I probably spent a total of like $10 on four books. And uh, yeah, so that's a good deal. Uh, I didn't know this was going to cost me <laughs> close to $4. <laughs> like I, I take said, it back. I'll ship it to you. <laughs> I want that book. <laughs> uh, you know, if there's any other interest more than I will buy some more because I enjoy sharing the love and talking to people about stupid books. So, uh, all right. I guess we should do our triple stacked kernels, kernels. I would guess it's along that speculus. She's folded perpendicular. I think there's no desire for it. Grabbed it by the butt. Speculum. <laughs> Standing over the sink or garbage can, I believe. The last time I was here looking for uh, junkyard cats, not particularly. It was at least five feet. There was obviously a cage between us. To look down and have it be that close. Yeah, did you walk into a door? Oh, yeah. So if I understand nature based on 
uh, Warner Brothers cartoons, what is above a coyote is a sheepdog. What's your heat transfer? Daiso Dollar Store, they have them. They're fine. You can also just mess around and find ones that you like. It looks like you're really intense. Pause and be pensive and wag them and put them in your mouth. It's a lot of fun gesticulation. Man, that's a power move. You know, I had a problem with... It's just pee. Oh, they smell amazing. It smells like pancake syrup that I promised I would. The whole way here, I could just feel the sugar in my mouth. For me, no matter how fast they are, they're not fast enough. Like, get to it. This is your secret origin story of the podcast, isn't it? Not that she didn't deserve it. Oh, see, that's where you're going wrong. Good boy. Almonds and more almonds. And there's a fakey, buttery element to that flavor, too. It goes south on it. It's called the Miracle Fruit. It's hurricane season. Are you ready for it? Sea lice. That's when they made you give him his wallet back. Is that too much? Not me. From the makers of... 1-800-IS-YOUR-DOG-GOING-TO-DIE. They took a thousand kids. You're standing creep face. I think they're wrong. Steam that in the shower and iron it. These would be good on a cold autumn afternoon with a cup of hot chocolate. And I walked up to the thing and I said, oh, I'm here for blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, where do I bend over? But it's super convenient. Do you guys want a soda or anything? I don't know. Yeah, there's something unnerving. Oh, uh, and, and the thing bounced around a lot. I was working so hard not to throw up. Probably. Sounds fun. A giant yam. You just, you know, it's you're getting punched in the face. In the 70s, it's kind of boogeyman. It's great. Apple <laughs> dumpling gang. It was just horrifying. You could kind of see through their skin very gruesomely in the end. Rated G. No swears. I haven't, I haven't been breathing all day. I'm going to pass out. Oh, my God. Horrible. Whoa. That's too much, Colonel. Uh, I was going to use a line I've already used, finger looking good. I'm going to ch- change that. God, I just got to... T- 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 my stuttering. Interesting. All right. Thursday, shall we? Yes. All right. We were her... I'm sure you have a lot of discussion about this. We were her little sopapillas sent in by Alisa Van Dyke on Patreon. Just another Patreon perk. And I love that Dr. Jen posted on the Facebook group... Hey, if you want to get your carb bread, become a Patreon supporter. It's one of the many perks. So, sopapillas. I actually never heard of these, never had them. I, when they described them, I thought, oh, that sounds like something I grew up, my dad made me, was Buñuelos. And I looked up Buñuelos. We called the wrong thing Buñuelos, apparently, uh, because those are little round donuts. Um, but... Also, the sopes and everything else. I'm sure you were very... Also, the restaurant. And those whole section, I was like, Rafi's going to be so mad at this whole section. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had like one sopapilla. I'm not a big fan of the sweets oh, in general. Right. When I looked it up, I was like, oh my God, I need this in my life. Also, I'm just not a big fan of of like sweets. Except for like ice cream and tiramisu. I will eat those until I die. <laughs> You um, sound like an old, like a 60-year-old <laughs> single, like, spinster. <laughs> Minimum four cats. <laughs> I'm eating a pint of Ben and & Jerry's, and I got my bonbons. I'm taking a bath. <laughs> you sound Don't like judge a, me. a Kathy cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me, Lisa. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. Uh, but they, were t- they started talking about a god-awful restaurant here in Denver called Casa Bonita. And I went there recently, not recently, like last year sometime, and I thought because my mom had my nephews and my sister was coming, I was like, well, where can we go that's good for kids? 
foolishly I chose this god awful place. It is still in business. Um, it, aside from the cliff diving, there is literally no reason to set foot in this place. The outside is pretty cool. Uh, I might put some pictures on the Facebook group. Uh, but other than that, the food is terrible. It's super fucking loud. It is a very big place, like they mentioned. And I think it's like multi-levels. So you can pretty much see the cliff diving nonsense from wherever you are. They have like storylines where like, oh, Jerry the Bandit is getting away. And then there's like a puff of smoke and then a dude falls into that fucking pool of water down there. So I thought it would be good for kids and it turns out it's not good for anyone. It sounds like a fucking nightmare on many accounts. Uh, bad Mexican food is the worst and loud, crowded places I hate. And then why cliff diving? I don't understand why this was paired up with eating and part of a show of some sort like that is real hokey much like chick-fil-a sauces and much like what else would we talked about that was overrated i don't know if you have to have that no in and out's delicious uh if you have to have cliff diving your food obviously has to be bad it's gonna be shit i feel like they must have started this place like in the 60s or something because i feel like back then this was like amazing entertainment you know but (laughs) now i just want good food and peace and quiet oh that's when you can go get that exotic mexican food oh i can just picture like and if if david huntsberger says it's shitty food then it must be shitty food i imagine what else or was it renee that said she thought it was disgusting whatever i mean you're hearing it from me i eat garbage (laughs) and that food is shit so you didn't have any any kind of anger towards the sopapillas and the sopes situation? No, these are not things that I eat very often. Uh, but the fact that they're saying it's the same thing. Oh, no, they're not the same thing. I but, know. <laughs> uh, I don't expect David Huntsberger and Renee Colbert to be uh, experts on Mexican cuisine. They did not read... The book that I read, Taco USA, written by Gustavo Arellano. So they're not experts like me. Ugh. But I like how he's like this Mandela effect. Like they just shortened it to sopes. It's like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not one person. I thought at least Colonel Jeff would be like, uh, that's actually not a dessert, but okay. Yeah, but they, they're like on the right track in the sense that like, yeah, it's all like, some kind of dough like they were talking about like naan and other shit like we 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 are all all the different cultures in the world are kind of eating the same shit they just do it a little differently that's very true so uh they can't be blamed for uh thinking that i mean they share the first three letters lisa it's got to be the same okay you're right that is very true this inspired me to make a what I called a bunuelo this morning for breakfast with my coffee, and it was a fried tortilla with sugar and cinnamon on it. It's delicious. Also, I'm totally on a diet. Can you tell? <laughs> I opened my Vons box. Speaking of my Vans box, they talked about proper terms for private parts and teaching your kids. And I know we talked about this a little bit. I did not get the... We did? Re- 
Yeah, we talked about this before about... I remember making the kindergarten cop joke where the kids st- stood up and said, boys have penis and girls have vagina. <laughs> I did not want my kid to be that kid. And I I think we were taught what the normal terms, but I did not hear the reasoning behind it. I heard, heard other people just don't baby talk kids or whatever. I didn't realize it was so you wouldn't get molested or so that you could tell someone. I, I feel like if you said somebody touched my pee-pee or my... Whatever the word is, I feel like people could figure it out. I, it just seems like a weird reason. Agreed. I I don't even want to speak on the subject. Okay, so we're going to talk more. So later that we got to hear the period biscuit drop, which I was super excited about. It's always nice to hear that. But Daniel said something about you can't. People don't use the word biscuit, and when you when they do, it kind of brings up naughty images. Apparently for him. <laughs> but I was wondering, what are your favorite euphemisms for? <laughs> Well, this is something that I do remember talking about before, and I told you that uh, I say dills and choach. Oh, right. Man, we had a whole episode. I think, okay, so my favorite goes along with biscuit, and that's why I thought of this is because I love whisker biscuit. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> wow. In fact, I thought if I ever had an if, if – when I get another cat, I will name it Whisker Biscuit. Because <laughs> I, I don't know the difference. Okay. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I think Dills and Choke sounds like two very dis- ugly things. Whisker Biscuit sounds cute. <laughs> like you want to pet it. That's what I was going to say. Is uh, In some rap songs, you might hear the term biscuit referring to a gun. But then again, in rap oh. music, what word doesn't mean gun? That's true. You just put the context around any word, and it's like, well, I guess that means gun now. That is the dumbest one, by the way. Shit, I was going to say something else, too. Oh, when Allison was talking about her dream, about her Henry Quick Bites or whatever the fuck they were, and it was like a stuffed muffin. (laughs) I'm like, that's pretty good. Muffin's a good one. I'm Um, going to ask for more. Muff? No muff too tough? Cream puff? Muff? (laughs) Cream pie? Oh, shit. We're getting into porn now. Okay, so any listeners, I want to know your favorite euphemism for man or lady parts. Uh, the other term that I use is lady garden. Uh, that oh, is gross! From, that is from Top Gear. <laughs> oh, bottom gear, am I right? Okay. Can I stop saying I'm all right? I know I said that before, but that is just like, oh my God, who am I, Tim Allen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he says that. That was just the first relevant comedian I could think of. Uh, I think you're thinking of Cosmo Kramer when he's doing stand-up in Jerry's uh, (laughs) suit in his apartment. What's the deal with politics? (laughs) I Every time I would go on vacation or something and Mike was left home with the kids, I'm like, that's what I picture happening while I'm gone. That whole scene. Like the whole everything moved around and like changed. Oh, I love that episode. Okay. So Daniel and Allison are finally moving and they're finally decided that people are going to pack them up. And this whole, like, Allison's big box reveal was really, I loved this. I feel like they could do this every episode. Just like, let's find a box or a drawer or whatever and just go through it because she's embarrassed by it. And then the stories behind it, like, I loved everything. This could be a whole podcast. Like, what's in your box? Don't. Oh, that's another horrible euphemism, by the way. 
<laughs> this part of the show made me... I don't know what the word anxiety. is. But <laughs> yes, it, it gave me anxiety because I was like, why is she keeping these things? Why are they in a box? I feel like Renee. I think I'm a minimalist now just because of the fact that I hate moving. I have very little that I don't need. Uh, and I like it that way. I feel like I like to have a lot of things just in case you need them. And even if it's something I need for once a year... But if I have a bunch of clutter everywhere, that drives me absolutely bonkers. So, like, I have enough stuff to fit in my house. But if there's more, I get rid of stuff constantly. You just have to live within the confines of your square footage. Having the fact that this box moved from New York in 2005 and made it here and is still in that box. And it's going to go to the next house and however many houses it's been in. That gives me anxiety. That whole idea. Oh, I, I think... Instead of hiring someone to help her declutter, I think she just needs Renee to come in and be like, okay, I'm going to get rid of your shit for you. Yeah. Uh, just like like the Crate and Barrel catalog. Like, oh, yes. Uh-huh. <sighs> there's, there's nothing I like more than going through my shit and then like seeing stuff just go in the trash. Like I'm Agreed. like, oh, that is it so satisfying. So I don't like, I think I've told everybody this enough times, but I donate stuff at least once a month where I just start making collections of like donate piles. Okay, this is just going to go. And then it's just once it's gone, it's just like, ah, it feels so good to get rid of shit. I, I, I feel like if she decluttered herself, she would feel less cluttered. I feel like she feels like cluttered because she has so much crap. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Although very fun to listen to. <laughs> So they had a snack chat and I feel like, wow, we got ahead of the game here because Dr. Jen brought the same pumpkin pie M&Ms to my house for a chat snack. Of course, I forgot to rename it the last when we did it and they were delicious. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin spice, everything, uh, pretty much like, uh, I think like everyone on there, like Colonel Jeff was saying, and David was saying like, I've had an ass full or a buttload of pumpkin spiced everything. I think it's too much, but in the right places, it's good. And this was not pumpkin spice flavored. It was pumpkin pie. So it definitely had a different, it really kind of tasted like you're having, eating a, a bite of pumpkin pie with like Renee said like that. Okay. This is still an M&M texture to it. So I actually really enjoy those. I had the last of them yesterday. I have not had these, so I cannot even comment. They're pretty sweet, so you might not like them. If you like pumpkin pie at all, you'll like them. Other than that, I'd say skip them. But like a peanut M&M, I could polish off a bag. These, it's like you eat five, you're good. It's it's enough. You, you cannot eat a lot of them. So since we're on the subject of M&Ms, a couple years back, I did a Christmas pinata Uh in the spirit of Jenna's uh, family thing. And I filled some bags up with M's mix and the M&Ms that I used. I think I had a really small bag of regular M&Ms, a big bag of peanut M&Ms, a big bag of uh, crispy M&Ms and like a regular sized bag of peanut M&Ms. And that was my mix. So I'm curious which are your favorite M&Ms that you would put in an M's mix? 
Well, I did not realize I was making M's mix before listening to Sorry Not Sorry. And then afterwards, I thought, okay, my favorite is peanut M&M's and Cheez-Its. Those are my favorite. That combo, at least once a month, I used to have. <laughs> a little PMS uh, sweet and salty. But with these pumpkin pie ones, I did mix them with cheeses just to give it a try. They were very good. Um, but then I decided to make a whole little mix. So I made a whole new mix this year. I got, I had some honey nut checks that I happened to have and some peanuts and some sesame sticks. And then I did uh, pumpkin and then the pumpkin pie M&Ms and they were, it was a really good mixture of flavors. But ideally, peanut M&M's in any of my M's mixes would be my choice. I don't like regular M&M's. If it doesn't have a nut in it, I'm not interested. Uh, you just told me like three different things that were definitely not M's mix. <laughs> <laughs> but that is fine, Lisa. We get it. You don't care for M&M's. We can move along. <laughs> I thought it was mixing M&M's and stuff and making like your own tra- like trail mix. No, Apparently Jenna, I'm fucking wrong. Apparently M- I don't listen very well. M's mix is different types of M&M's, but it doesn't matter, Lisa. I you see. can do your own thing. Well, it's my own M's mix. I would not mix and match because I would be disappointed at each one that was not a peanut M&M. Good to know. Yeah. In fact, those cookies and scream M&M's are still in the drawer. The kids don't even like raid those. They're like, eh. They're a little weird. So Jet Sweet, have you heard of this? I have not heard of it, but when she posted the picture on Instagram, I made sure to check the hashtag. Uh, I mean, it's cool that it's like a private jet in that you can walk up and, you know, not have to deal with all the bullshit of the airport. But when I saw the inside, I was like, oh, that's like the plane I went to Mexico in. Uh, <laughs> not... Complete with chickens. <laughs> well, <and goats. laughs> wow, that's racist. Nah. Uh, <laughs> it has one seat on the left and two seats on the right. I was like, yeah, that's the plane I was on in uh, Mexico. That is not special. The thing that makes private jets special is that there's no one else on it. True. And you get big cushy seats. Like these seats were like a little big and cushy but like nowhere near when i think private jet i'm thinking you know what beyonce flies to her concerts in i'm (laughs) thinking like there's a chandelier there's fucking bottle service this was just a fucking tiny airplane no offense true i none taken i know i am a, a, a giant airplane no i I am interested in this only because I hate big airports. I only try and fly... Well, I can only fly out of a small airport from here. If I go somewhere, I have to go to a bigger one. But I like going to the smaller airports. I'm much more comfortable and confident. And I had never heard of this jet suite. When she was posting it on Instagram, I'm like, what the hell is this expensive whatever? And then she says it was inexpensive. I thought, oh, okay. How come I've never heard of this? I fly out of... Long Beach Airport all the time using JetBlue. How have I never seen this before? I'm very surprised by that. But have you ever flown on a private jet before? Uh, of course I have not, Lisa. Are you crazy? <laughs> I, I thought I, you roll with like a lot of rap stars and stuff. <laughs> I mean, if I ever do, it better be the fucking Ted Danson plane. I'll tell you that much. But no, like who do, do you know how much it costs to 
to get a private jet, it's fucking like 20 grand at Holy least. shit. And that makes me even like more nauseated at the fact that Adam Curl is flying around on one and excited that Colonel Jeff was. But it's funny when you mentioned private jet before you went, the one you said you're about to picture, my, the first one I was picturing was the Lisa Marie, which is Elvis's private plane. No, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, which i did tour when i was in memphis uh, a long time ago and he had a bed in there i was like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i think the reason that adam and katie levine and colonel jeff and sandy gans were flying private was because aston martin uh was the person footing the bill not corolla because we know he's a fucking cheapskate and then he probably would have tried to pass the uh, cost on to his listeners. Ah, this episode, uh, we had to fly private for this one, so you guys gotta donate to keep the pirate ship afloat. Shut the fuck up. Go kill yourself. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Wait, but on, on the subject of, uh, Jet Suite, I am currently on their website. Uh, if their flights are $80, I am all for that. One of the places you can fly. Out of okay. is Orange County. Oh, I never go to. It's funny because Orange County is obviously the closest airport to me, but I drive to Long Beach because I like the airport better because it's small. But maybe that's why. Oh, wow. This is so if you're flying out of the Orange County airport, you can only go to Oakland, Mammoth Lakes <laughs> or Las Vegas. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay, maybe the next time I go to Vegas, which is two days short of never, then I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me just put in some fake uh, parameters here so we can see how much it's going to cost for Lisa to go to Vegas. It's not $80, I'll tell you that much, but it's uh, $348 Uh, round trip. Can I say one thing? Oh, that's to Vegas? Uh, That's not worth it. Yes. I have to say, if you're flying from Orange County to Oakland, it would take longer to drive to the airport... Get on the plane and fly there. Oakland is like, I mean, oh, Oakland? <laughs> <laughs> I am I deleting like, all of that. I was picturing another airport that's close to here is Ontario, which is like an hour away. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. Maybe I need to take this oh, up to Lisa. visit Mike then if I do that. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. So SpaceX uh, wasn't very interested in that in that at all but the pictures were cool that people were posting and but i liked i loved the daniel's endeavor poop story because that is truly amazing uh i remember hearing that story um that's a interesting poop it is it's one of those uh stories that not very many people can say that they have I've seen the Endeavor in in real life, and it's giant. And seeing that rolling, like, you see the video of it going down the streets. So I can probably actually watch the video and see where her house was. <laughs> because if I would have seen that coming down the street, I'd be like, what in the fuck am I seeing right now? Yeah, that, uh, I remember when that happened, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I wish I would have seen it. But uh, we can all have uh, toilets with great views. Yeah. You could have doubled down with a deuce, too. Imagine. <laughs> kind of awesome. All right. Uh, Renee was a judge in a dog costume contest. And I think it made me have a revelation. First of all, I don't hate dogs. I know everyone thinks that I do. And I appreciate Dr. Jen for listening, even though you still love 
even though you love jo- dogs, oh my god, even though you love dogs, you still can listen to this horrible show. But I don't hate dogs. I hate what people have become around dogs. Uh, I would dress up my dog. I'm fine with that. But I realize now why people love dogs so much and why people are going nuts for dogs even more. And I think that crazy dog people have overtaken the crazy cat lady by far. And I think it's because humans can't connect with other humans. So they want a dumb-ish human-like thing, which is a dog. Because it's just like a dumb human that just always loves you. You just dress it up like a human. Then you can pretend like you have real relationships with things. Uh interesting take (laughs) okay Halloween do you like it love it hate it I feel like I've asked you before but let's talk Halloween since we're getting close to it I thought you were gonna ask me the Cold Stone Creamery sizes do I like it love it or gotta (laughs) have it (laughs) Um, it's too much fucking ice cream I like it that's about it uh, I kind of like Halloween. I'm kind of into scary movies, but I haven't seen like every single one. You know, I like, uh, I think it was David said, I haven't seen like all the big franchises, like every fucking one. Cause there's like fucking like 20 in each series now. It's ridiculous. Um, but I carved a pumpkin for the first time last year and I think we're going to carve pumpkins again this year, Uh, but just growing up, like I've mentioned before, I've only trick-or-treated maybe two or three times, so I don't really have those kind of memories of, of fondness for it, but I'm all for scary shit. What about you, Lisa? Do you uh, hand out razor blades? Razor-bladed ah! <laughs> uh, apples? Or, or are you the person that hands out pennies or toothbrushes or something? <laughs> no, I I hand out full-size candy bars laced with some sort of... No. Uh, yeah, of course I hand out candy, just normal. I get the cheap shit because I'm cheap. Also because it's free that I'm handing out. So, of course, I'm going to hand out the cheap shit. And it's not like kids aren't going to come to your house if you don't have good candy. They're coming to your house anyway. So, give out the cheap shit. Also, if you have anything left over, you don't eat it. But... I love Halloween and I always have these delusions of grandeur. Like I'm going to have like this cool costume this year and I'm going to do like all this fun stuff. And then I never do. Um, And I kind of am disappointed that I don't, that I don't, but I don't have enough energy to like, to cure that. Um, I also every year think, Oh, I want to have a Halloween party. I think I have more Halloween decorations than any other holiday just because it's fun. And, I don't know. I love it. I love the scary movies. I don't celebrate all of the movies and all the franchises or whatever. Um, but, ooh, today is Thursday, October 11th. Okay. I usually start October 11th is the day that I start watching scary movies and getting in the mood for the Halloween, uh, getting in the Halloween spirit. Because, and I always start it by watching Whatever Happened to Baby Jane it's not a super horror movie, but it's um, a, a, sist- a tale of sisters and the betrayal and the bitterness. And I love it. And I love starting on this day because today's my sister's birthday. So it all comes together. <laughs> I don't have a problem, I swear. But this year, okay, a couple of years ago, our neighbors had this huge, there's these people that love Halloween. They have like the 
the haunted house that's actually scary i peed myself um they have like license plate vanity license plates that are like halloween ish i forgot what they say they like love halloween so much and they, you would think they would look like a me but they don't they don't look like adam's family they just look like normal regular joes but so we got invited to their halloween party a couple of years ago and shockingly we got banned from it because of guess who train rick next door was inappropriate and i think racist to somebody so we never got invited back and i was like shit he's like representing all of us like poorly and that really sucks that that's how they think of us this year we got reinvited back minus him so i'm super excited to go to this halloween party it's going to be amazing well, it's only a matter of time until your racism gets <laughs> kicked out again. No, because I'm accidentally racist. People are like, was she racist? I'm not sure. Also, they were talking about doing like, Daniel was talking about different decorations and things like that that can be things to scare kids. And I'm wondering if you've, have you ever decorated your house or done anything to trick kids? Uh, I've lived with people who decorate a little, but not seen anything the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh the buffalo um no i definitely don't trick children that's uh one step removed from like driving around in a panel van uh saying hey do you want to pet my puppy <laughs> i i don't as well i just you know we have the house decorated and this year our front planter has never grown plants. I don't know why we can't keep anything alive in there. Everything else does fine, but that planter. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to pull these two shitty plants that are left in it because it looks like complete crap. And I'm just going to fill it with like Halloween stuff and make like a haunted pumpkin patch graveyard thing. And it's, it's doing it. It's awesome. It looks really cool, but it's not going to scare anybody. But my friend, (laughs) my friend, Amanda and her friend and I, when she (laughs) She lived in this little uh, duplex in Orange for a little while, and we <laughs> we set up a smoke machine on the stairs, and so every time a kid would be, we would just sit in the window and like watch, and every time a kid would come up, we would turn it on and scare the shit out of them, and it was so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an asshole, I guess. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get like TP'd or... You know, what was cool, it was at her house, so I could go back to my house and not have it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, carving pumpkins, I loved doing it uh, growing up and then just moved, you know, every year, even as an adult, I would carve pumpkins because I loved doing that. Then having kids, I like, this fucking sucks. I hate carving pumpkins, but I would still do it because it's just like, it's, they can't do any of it themselves. So now you're carving like three slimy pumpkins and hoping that it turns out halfway cool for them i think it's the last two years ago the kids decided they wanted to start decorating the outside of the pumpkin and not carving and just drawing on i'm like oh i guess i mean if you want to i'm like yes also here if you carve your pumpkin too early it becomes moldy before halloween so we do it the day before halloween and that's about it uh pro tip i researched this last year when i carved a pumpkin uh well one do it like i did and uh take edibles <laughs> and uh, t- and two uh rub the inside with vaseline oh. and you can get up to a week interesting okay you'll have to take your vaseline back from your sister though oh, i thought you were gonna say off my nightstand but even better <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, I'm surprised any that anybody even uses that anymore. I'm surprised that Allison has Vaseline just to use for her lips. I that's such a crazy like people use petroleum jelly for stuff still. That's so weird. I don't know. Sorry, that was uh, a real uh, side note. I I mean I agree. When she when she men- mentioned that, I was like, what is she using it for? Yeah. But like if if you're like, I don't know, if you live in Antarctica or something and you, like, need to lotion up and there's just, like, a no lotion that's going to protect you from the harsh winters, uh-huh. uh, then I guess you have to resort to petroleum jelly. But other than that, it's like, what is it used for I have anymore? no idea. I think you're supposed to use it when you had kids. I don't think I ever did. And, uh, by the way, A&D ointment, way better than any Vaseline. So that's what the Eskimos are using, I'm sure. What if you have to, like grease up some bearings or something <laughs> like it's, it's all like, ball, ball like, bearings nowadays oh yeah like some fucking uh you would not use vaseline axle or something and that's all you got I oh mean, if, but I if you, that's all you have then why would you purchase it in the first place i feel like <laughs> colonel jeff might have some because i feel like he's into old things like when some someone says that they use bar soap i'm like excuse me what is this it's like flip phones. No, why? Why? There's no reason. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. We're gonna get onto the fifty-seven uh... Chevy again, and then it's gonna be downhill. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, oh. You know, going back to Halloween, did scary movies? I think we talked about this before. What movies scared you as a child, or that like stuck with you as like that stuck with you? Uh, I think Blair Witch was a little creepy. I wouldn't say it's scary. Uh, Audition was a movie that was pretty creepy. Oh, boy. Uh, as a kid, I was pretty much scared of whatever movies were, uh, horror related. So that'd be like, uh, Friday the, not Friday the 13th. What is the Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, I forget which one. The one where she's in bed and he like Mm. chops her up. Uh, I don't know. That was about it. They weren't like all that scary, but yeah. What about I you? Think early on, I think I ever mentioned this. Dragon Slayer really scared me, and I think it's because, like, the dragon. There was a lady tied up, and a dragon was like eating her flesh, and I was just like, it just. I don't know why that just like traumatized me. And then Poltergeist, of course. And I think I want to rewatch that again because that is a fucking scary movie. But I wonder if it holds up. I think it does because that shit just like got into my psyche, like that whole movie. And then later, also Creep Show, like Daniel was mentioning, but there was one episode that really freaked me out. And my babysitter was watching it when we lived in Texas. So I was probably like third or fourth grade or something. And Texas has a lot of cockroaches. And this one was like, there were just roaches overflowing and everything and oh, <laughs> like that like burned into my memory and then nightmare on elm street later on probably when i was like in sixth grade and my my aunt that lived with us was really into horror movies so she started letting us see i think there was like silver bullet and different movies that we would watch all the time but nightmare on elm street stuck with me because i was like i never want to sleep ever again that like really fucked me up you reminded me of something that i know scared me as a kid the intro to tales from the crypt because i was very young at the time and that shit was like so scary but like i still watched it like it was very exhilarating as a as a toddler (laughs) 
there was something about it about watching things like scary and so stuff that maybe you never thought of or just that kind of opened your mind but maybe not in a great way but i just loved it i loved that whole everything about it i like being scared but also i feel like i don't know if it's like having a background in trauma like i think people replay their traumas a lot in things that they like and maybe it's an unhealthy thing i don't know for sure because i haven't gone to enough therapy but I mean, I, I know that's the reason why I even liked Twin Peaks to begin with. It's just that whole like feeling of like you're kind of like playing out things of, from your life and different things. Anyway, so my life was a real horror show, apparently. <laughs> uh, I just remembered another thing that scared me as a kid. I think it was like some kind of Mexican B movie. Oh, like that is scary. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it it was like some kind of evil doll and the only thing i remember about it was that it was like a room made of like stone that it was like trapped inside of there and like someone pulled away one of the stones and then that kind of like released the evil doll but i don't remember much about it but i remember that freaked me out sounds like the evil story of easter (laughs) duh huh because he rose from the dead, the rock was moved, blah, blah, blah. All right. Oh, oh I, I don't know much about Easter, apparently. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just about bunnies and chocolate eggs. Oh, that too. He pooped those when he got out. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since he got been out. Okay. Shall we talk about your favorite JMO? Did you pick one? I don't have a JMO. You know what? Let's talk about Lauren K's because I love Lauren. And she's afraid that she's petting a cat. Ro- well, if it's someone else's cat, she's afraid she's petting it wrong. I would like to have more info on this because, yes, there are certain ways to pet a cat, but I don't know if you're doing it necessarily wrong. You don't do it like a dog, except for I do to my cats because I don't want them to be prissy little bitches. <laughs> so I will scratch them on the tummy and and pat them on the head. And sometimes I'll pat them on the back like I do a dog just because it's like, eh, I don't want them to be a little uh, snooty, snooty pusses. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Do do you think you pet the kitty wrong, little Rafi? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, more fun with double you entendres. Do well. <laughs> um, no, no complaints. I. <laughs> God damn it, Lisa! <laughs> when when I pet a cat, I do a long stroke <laughs> from the head. To the tail, and when I get to the tail, I do like a, like imagine you're doing the okay symbol with your hand, which we don't do anymore because of uh, white supremacists, but like I do like the ring around their tail, like um, it's like a weird tail stroke. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've never had a cat that like attacked me for petting it, so I think they enjoy my style of petting. <laughs> I, I just feel so wrong talking about this uh, only Lisa could make this uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, okay, so no complaints from your pussy. So I think yesterday I did witness a cat being pet incorrectly, and that was when I was watching Gracie over here and she was petting my cat, Casper. Oh, he does not give a shit, though, because I raised him to not give a shit. But she's like pressing on his head really hard and like petting really hard. Like, uh, I think there was a WB cartoon character overly loved animals in the wrong way (laughs) uh but yeah so i did see that also if you go the opposite direction of their fur i feel like that's wrong 
Hmm. If you grab them by the tail and twist them around, probably wrong. I think I think otherwise, Lauren, if you're petting a cat, you're doing it right. Agreed. <laughs> okay, I think we could end it on end it on the pussy. Oh my god. Why did I say that? Let's end it on Whisker Biscuit, because it's so cute. Oh, uh, mine would not be named Whisker Biscuit. Okay, so if you want to be on this show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Uh, follow me at gmos and bffs. Little Rafi, where can we find you besides on Telluride Street in Commerce City in Colorado? Uh, that's to- East Telluride Court uh, for those who are going to send me things. Uh, it's about time that we start receiving uh, undeserved gifts in the mail from this podcast uh shout out to lauren kelly because she already has sent us stuff and shout out to you lisa because you've sent me seinfeld stuff uh you can find me in the facebook group talk about how you pet the kitty or you know just other allison stuff that is not a dirty double entendre or ones that are or that right. too yeah <laughs> bffs pet a kitty tonight thank you and good night not on my watch This episode, uh, we had to fly private for this one, so you guys gotta donate to keep the pirate ship afloat. Shut the fuck up. Go kill yourself.